Thank you for joining me on the podcast, Finding the God Spark. My name is Antonio. This is episode nine of my first series called Desire versus Resistance. In this series, I combine the books Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art. And I also weave in my own thoughts. I will be giving away a copy of Think and Grow Rich at the end of this series as well. So please follow along and don't miss out on potentially getting this fantastic self-help book for free. Enjoy the episode. Part 9. Outwitting Fear The unholy trio of indecision, doubt, and fear are closely related. Where one is found, the other two are close at hand. Let's examine ourselves closely and determine if any of the six basic fears have attached themselves to us. They are as follows. The fear of poverty. The fear of criticism. The fear of ill health. The fear of loss of love of someone. The fear of old age. And the fear of death. The fear of poverty is considered the most serious, so we'll start there. This is a strange time in the year 2020. Fearing poverty isn't just a mindset. Poverty is becoming something forced on a lot of people currently. Napoleon Hill wrote his book during an intense time in history. The Depression and stock market crash were still fresh in the minds of everyone. It seems very strange to me that during all the current troubles, the stock market is seemingly still holding strong. Are those with true wealth profiting off everyone else's misery? Napoleon has a list of symptoms for the fear of poverty. Although a lot of people are on the road to poverty through no fault of their own, let us still take a look at the points made in the book. Symptoms of the Fear of Poverty Indifference Commonly expressed through a lack of ambition. Willingness to tolerate poverty. Acceptance of whatever compensation life may offer without protest. Mental and physical laziness. Lack of initiative, imagination, enthusiasm, and self-control. Indecision. The habit of permitting others to do one's thinking. Staying on the fence. Doubt. Generally expressed through alibis and excuses designed to cover up, explain away, or apologize for one's failures. Sometimes expressed in the form of envy of those who are successful, or by criticizing them. Worry. Usually expressed by finding fault with others. A tendency to spend beyond one's income. Neglect of personal appearance, scowling and frowning, 
and temperance in the use of alcoholic drink. Sometimes through the use of narcotics, nervousness, lack of poise, self-consciousness, and lack of self-reliance. Overcaution The habit of looking for the negative side of every circumstance. Thinking and talking of possible failure instead of concentrating upon the means of succeeding. Knowing all the roads to disaster, but never searching for the plans to avoid failure. Waiting for the right time to begin putting ideas and plans into action until the waiting becomes a permanent habit. Procrastination The habit of putting off until tomorrow that which should have been done last year. Spending enough time in creating alibis and excuses to have done the job. Honestly, I know nothing about being a business owner, so I won't squawk ignorantly about things related to that. I do feel disgust towards those with wealth and power, however. Especially those in power ruining business owners' dreams by forcing them to close down for such a long period of time. I will say other observations have caused disgust in me as well. I've always liked saving my money for a sky-is-falling scenario. This current situation has shown me that many others do not share that sentiment. The amount of indifference on display from some people around me has been pretty astounding. Jobs lost, but unemployment money boosted, and stimulus money sent. But instead of saving during a crisis, all that extra money was spent on ridiculous things. Was that denial to potential catastrophe? Or the acceptance of poverty as a way of life? Have some people become so used to poverty and mediocrity, they actually fear success and passion? On to fear of ill health. I wanted to start with these two fears because of our current times. This is another fear seemingly being pushed upon us because of the COVID virus. Humans are becoming painted as enemy number one. Wear a mask, stay six feet away from each other, don't shake hands, don't hug, don't help someone that just fell or dropped something. Close the gyms, but keep those liquor stores open. What insanity. No mention of eating healthy, breathing fresh air, enjoying sunlight or exercising. It's unfortunate to see so many people accept this fear narrative, embrace it, and try to recruit others through shame. I really hope all of this is temporary and moves everything in a much more positive direction. Let's take a look at the symptoms of the fear of ill health. Auto-suggestion The habit of negative use of self Suggestion by looking for and expecting to find the symptoms of all kinds of disease. 
enjoying imaginary illness and speaking of it as being real. The habit of trying all fads and isms recommended by others as having therapeutic value. Talking to others of operations, accidents, and other forms of illness. Experimenting with diets, physical exercises, and reducing systems without professional guidance. Trying home remedies, patent medicines, and quack remedies. Hypochondria. The habit of talking of illnesses, concentrating the mind upon disease, and expecting its appearance until a nervous break occurs. Nothing that comes in bottles can cure this condition. It is brought on by negative thinking, and nothing but positive thought can affect a cure. Exercise. Fear of ill health often interferes with proper physical exercise and results in overweight by causing one to avoid outdoor life. Susceptibility Fear of ill health breaks down nature's body's resistance and creates a favorable condition for any form of disease one may contact. Self-coddling the habit of making a bid for sympathy, using imaginary illness as the lure. People often resort to this trick to avoid work. The habit of feigning illness to cover plain laziness or to serve as an alibi for lack of ambition. And intemperance. The habit of using alcohol or narcotics to destroy pains such as headaches, neuralgia, etc., instead of eliminating the cause. The fear of loss of love. This is a very small section, but this fear is considered the most painful. Here are the symptoms. Jealousy. The habit of being suspicious of friends and loved ones without any reasonable evidence of sufficient grounds. Jealousy is a form of dementia which sometimes becomes violent without the slightest cause. The habit of accusing wife or husband of infidelity without grounds. General suspicion of everyone. Absolute faith in no one. Fault finding. The habit of finding fault with friends, relatives, business associates, and loved ones upon the slightest provocation or without any cause whatsoever. Gambling The habit of gambling, stealing, cheating, and otherwise taking hazardous chances to provide money for loved ones with the belief that love can be bought. The habit of spending beyond one's means or incurring debts to provide gifts for loved ones with the object of making a favorable showing. Insomnia, nervousness, lack of persistence, weakness of will, lack of self-control, lack of self-reliance, and bad temper. Fear of criticism. 
Criticism has a strong foothold in the world of politics, and that may be why so many people see criticism as a weapon for victory over their fellow humans. I assume I'm not alone on this one, but early in life, a lot of criticism came from my family. I was happy when I discovered I could draw. One of my aunts said to me, You didn't draw that. You probably traced it. Draw it again in front of us so we know you're not lying. Looking back at that time, I'm amazed I came out of an environment like that with any self-confidence at all. In fact, my uncle was still criticizing my life choices when I was 30 years old. Napoleon is correct when he says, The fear of criticism robs man of his initiative, destroys his power of imagination, limits individuality, takes away his self-reliance, and does damage in a hundred other ways. The main symptoms of criticism are as follows. Self-consciousness Generally expressed through nervousness, timidity in conversation, and in meeting strangers. Awkward movements of the hands and limbs. Shifting of the eyes. Lack of poise. Expressed through lack of voice control. Nervousness in the presence of others. Poor posture of body. And poor memory. Personality. Lacking in firmness of decision. Personal charm and ability to express opinions definitely. The habit of sidestepping issues instead of meeting them squarely. Agreeing with others without careful examination of their opinions. Inferiority complex. The habit of expressing self-approval by word of mouth and by actions as a means of covering up a feeling of inferiority, using big words to impress others, often without knowing the real meaning of the words, imitating others in dress, speech, and manners, boasting of imaginary achievements that sometimes give the surface appearance of a feeling of superiority, extravagance, the habit of trying to keep up with the Joneses. Spending beyond one's income. Lack of initiative. Failure to embrace opportunities for self-advancement. Fear to express opinions. Lack of confidence in one's own ideas. Giving evasive answers to questions asked by superiors. Hesitancy of manner and speech. Deceit in both words and deeds. And lack of ambition. Mental and physical laziness. Lack of self-assertion. Slowness in reaching decisions. Easily influenced by others. The habit of criticizing others behind their backs and flattering them to their faces. The habit of accepting defeat without protest 
quitting an undertaking when opposed by others. Suspicious of other people without cause. Lacking in tactfulness of manner and speech. Unwillingness to accept the blame for mistakes. And finally, the fear of old age and the fear of death. The fear of old age, in my opinion, has always been nothing more than a trap you can force yourself into. I consider it a joy to be more knowledgeable than younger people around me. I resonate with Napoleon Hill's idea of not really hitting your stride until the ages of 40 to 50 come about. This is one of the reasons I consider Florida to be a circle of hell. Older humans are all over the place in Florida. I found the vast majority of them have given up on life and let the criticism and opinions of others shape the way old age should be. Personally, I loathe the idea of being a weak and frail old man. I still want to be strong and have a passionate fire in my heart at age 60. Just waiting to die without living may be the most depraved thing we can do to ourselves. Fear of death ties in with this, and organized religion ties into fear of death. How can one be present and living if the mind is focused on avoiding eternity burning in a place called hell? The moment of death will happen to us all. My use of psychedelics has convinced me that age 40 is just the beginning. I don't look at death as an ominous event any longer. I accept any knowledge and life experience I can get and look forward to future growth. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Until next time, Antonio signing off for now. Thank you.